Well, good morning to you all. It's a blessing to be here at White Oak Baptist Church. I believe the last time we were here would have been the spring of 2016. So it's a blessing to come back. You know, uh, we were telling the folks last night that, uh, you know, we did not plan to be here. Uh, We were planning on being back in Fiji. Uh, We came back in May of 2019, and we were scheduled to go back in April. uh, But because of COVID, we're still here. Uh, The country of Fiji shut down. Uh, They stopped all flights the middle of March, and they are still now closed to all uh, flights and uh, passengers, uh, visitors, except for citizens. Uh, And we are not citizens. That's why we are still here uh, in the country. But, you know, the Bible says in Romans 8.28, For we know that all things work together for good. Amen? Uh, We don't understand things in life. We don't understand why things happen. But, you know, God is still on the throne. uh, And God is still working things out. And he wants us here for a reason. I don't know why. Uh, But I know that I can trust him. And I know that his way is perfect. And I know that um, uh, he's doing a great and mighty work. I was saved at the age of five. And my dad was a pastor in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is in the northwestern corner of the state of Pennsylvania. And I asked my dad after going to Sunday school one day, I said, Dad, I need to be saved. I need to ask Jesus to save me. Then I was 12 years old. I surrendered uh, my life to do whatever God wanted me to do. Uh, but then after that, uh, after that, uh, I went to Bible college and uh, I prayed and I said, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do, except, except be a missionary. <laughs> but it was my junior year of Bible college that I was in a missions conference and, of course, heard all the stories about souls being saved, about churches being planted and God doing a mighty work. And I knew God was tugging at my heart. Uh, someone invited me to preach in the jail ministry, and they said, would you come preach in the jail ministry? And I said that I would uh, just go but not preach. I was just going to hand out the psalm books to everybody, and I wouldn't preach. But then one week they said, so-and-so is not going to be here. You're going to preach. I said, no, you guys don't understand. I don't preach. I pass out the psalm books. That's my job. They said, no, you're preaching today. So uh, I preached, and nobody left. Amen? They were all still there. And uh, I went back week after week. I preached in the jail. I preached on the bus route. I preached in the Teens for Christ Bible Club. And I'm so thankful that uh, I did what God wanted me to do. I surrendered uh, my life. You know, I had someone come up to me on my travels and say, you know, I know that God called me to be a missionary 45 years ago, but I never went. And he said, I live every day to regret that I did not obey God, and I did not follow God. And I'm thankful that um, God's called me. I was a missionary uh, for several years by myself in American Samoa, U.S. territory. And then uh, we were there. Uh, we got married in 2009, and then we went back to American Samoa for five years. And then in 2013, we went to uh, Fiji, and we've been uh, in Fiji ever since um, basically 2014. The Lord allowed us to start several years ago, three years ago. We started Anchor Baptist Church in the city of Nandi. If you look on uh, a map of Fiji, we're on the western side of the main island, uh, which is called Nandi. That's where the international airport is. Uh, Fiji gets around 700,000 tourists a year. The population of the country is only a million people. 
but so right now with all the COVID, that's just all shut down, and they're really hurting for their economy and for money and for jobs. Uh, but the Lord allowed us to start that uh, church there, and the truth is, is uh, it's God's church. Amen. He says, I will build my church and the gates of hell uh, shall not prevail against it. So they're still having services. They're still meeting in a school uh, every week. I just got a text message yesterday that a lady actually trusted Christ as her Savior uh, in their services. They're 17 hours ahead. Uh, they're way ahead of us. So I always tease people when the rapture happens, uh, it's going to happen first in Fiji, and then it's going to happen on the rest of the world. That's not really true. Uh, but uh, we're at the beginning of the day for the for the world, and... Uh, uh, we're thankful that God continues to answer prayer. How many of you believe in prayer this morning? Would you say amen? amen? I believe in prayer. Amen. And I want you to turn, if you would, in your Bibles to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. You know, we have these little um, papers or little cards. What do we call these things? Prayer cards. I remember... When I was about six years old, my mom and dad made our first prayer card, and it was black and white. You know, we didn't have these flashy, colorful ones back in the 80s, but we got these nice, flashy, colorful ones now. And I remember being a missionary kid. We were going first to the country of India, and uh, we didn't actually get to go to India. The, the Lord closed the door, but we ended up going to the country of uh, Singapore first. But right now, my mom and dad have been missionaries for over 30 years, and they have every single prayer card from that time. I mean, that's a lot of prayer cards. And I know that people have come up to us during the travels and say, listen, I have every single prayer card that you ever gave. And they have over 12 or 15 prayer cards given that my parents gave out over the years. I know one time a lady came up to me and she said, Brother Deku, she said, I don't have a lot of money to give. She said, I wish I had a million dollars. I wish I had two million dollars to give to you, but I don't. She said, all I can do for you is pray for you. And I said, ma'am, I said, I believe the best thing you can do is pray. You know, the truth is, is that we're Christians if we ask Jesus to save us by faith. Amen? It's not by good works. And the truth is, I understand today that God knows the real me. I can't lie to God. I can't fool God. Amen? And my wife knows the real me. But the truth is, is do I practice what I preach? I can say all day I believe in prayer, but do I really pray? We're living a, a course in a wicked world. We're living in a world that hates God and hates the Word of God. There's oppression. There's persecution. There's opposition. We understand the small letter G, God, this world, the devil, have blinded the minds of them which believe not. We understand that we're in spiritual warfare. But what does it say in Ephesians chapter number 6? Praying what? Always. The Bible says pray without what? Ceasing. Yes, we got technology today. Yes, we got money today. We got all these things. But without prayer, it doesn't happen. Amen. I always tell my kids that prayer is never a waste of time. I'm thankful today that my father taught me how to pray. 
I was going through my old files this week, and he was he was talking. He was writing letters to me in Bible college, and he always wrote on there, "Son, make sure you pray to God. Son, make sure you win souls. Make sure that you make your time with God important." Amen. The Bible tells us in Second Timothy three one, "This know also in the last days, perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves." We're living in perilous times today. Perilous, of course, means dangerous. The Bible tells us, of course, in John 14, Jesus says, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Jesus is coming back. Amen? But what's he going to find us doing? Is he going to find us busy about his Father's business? Is he going to find us concerned about the things of God? As it says in Colossians 3.1, is he going to find us uh, setting our affection on things above and not on things on the earth? Amen. We have to understand there's only two things that last forever. The word of God and the work of God. Amen. We know that verse, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, says, If my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Am I praying today? Am I a man of prayer? Jesus says, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. He says, you have not because ye ask not. 1 John 3.22 says, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Yes, we have to, we have to be obedient Christians. We have to, have, we have to confess our sins. We've got to be right with God. Amen? We have to be men and women of prayer. So very, very important. You see, over 500 times we see in the Bible the mention of prayer. Simply asking God, talking to God. Ask means to, to fervently to beg for. You see, what did Jesus say in Luke chapter number 11? What did the apostles there speak of and ask for and talk about? What did they mean? He said, Lord, teach us to pray. Lord, teach us to pray. Not to preach, not to teach, not to anything else, but Lord, teach us to pray. Someone said it would be better to know how to pray like Daniel than to preach like Gabriel. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Luke 21.36 says, Watch ye therefore, and pray always. Pray always. Someone said prayer is man's declaration of his dependence upon God. Amen? Prayer is man's declaration of his dependence upon God. It was in 2000, help me out, Winston was in 2016, February 2016. Category 5 hurricane, we call it a cyclone in Fiji, is headed right towards Fiji. Category 5. It's a big one. Winds were 190 miles an hour. It's headed right towards Fiji. What do you do? 
we prayed. And we knew lots of people were praying for us. It hit where we were at at 7 o'clock on Saturday night. Three things happened. It got dark, the power went out, and the storm hit. Now, if you've never been scared before, I was scared. I'm a grown man, and my kids are like, Dad, are you scared? I was trying not to show my fear, you know. Oh, no, it'll be son, it'll be great, son, it'll be fine. We didn't know what was going to happen. But you know what? I believe, and I know that people were praying for us. Now, we have six kids, and our six kids do not like to go to bed. They like to stay up. But you know what our six kids did through that entire storm? They slept. All, I mean, the storm was howling and the, the roof was, was being pounded and the, rain, the wind was coming and the windows were being pounded. But our kids all slept through the entire thing and they woke up in the morning. Dad, where's the storm? What happened? I said, it's gone. That was God, amen? God... Looked after us. Second Corinthians chapter number one. Second Corinthians chapter number one. I love this passage of scripture. Again, prayer is never a waste of time, especially for missionaries. It tells us here in Second Corinthians chapter number one. It says in verse number eight, for we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure. Above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Verse 11 says, Ye also helping together by faith for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on your our behalf. Notice verse 11. It says, ye also helping together by prayer for us. You see, when you pray for a missionary, when you pray for someone preaching and teaching God's word, you are helping You are assisting. You are lifting up their name to God. Amen? Wow. I love it when someone comes up to me, shakes my hand, or writes me an email, or writes me a text message and say, We are praying for you. I love that. And I try to text other people and email other people and say, We are praying for you. We are lifting up your name to God. We are uh, bringing your name before the throne of grace. The Bible says in Philippians 1.19, For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Amen? Pray. Let me encourage you this morning. Pray. Pray without ceasing. Talk to God, especially as we think about this matter of missions, soul winning, church planning. We need your prayers. Your prayers are not in vain. Uh, Mary I of England has long been known as Bloody Mary. 
She was nicknamed that because of her persecution of Protestant churches and heretics, as they called them, who many she burned at the stake. This is what she said. I fear the prayers of John Knox more than all the assembled armies of Europe. Let me say this morning that prayer works. Amen? You see, Abraham prayed that God would deliver Lot from Wickham, Sodom, and God delivered Lot before Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. Joshua prayed that God would cause the sun to stand still for an hour. And God answered that prayer and the sun, the sun stood still. Elijah prayed that God would send down fire from heaven. And God sent down the fire from heaven and licked up that water and licked up that wood. King Hezekiah prayed that God would heal him of his sickness. God said he was going to die, but Hezekiah prayed, and God extended his life by 15 years. Hannah, of course, we know as she prayed there in the temple, and Eli the priest thought that he was that she was drunk. And she prayed, and God gave her a son named Samuel. Amen? I know many Christian couples have been praying for children. They could not have children, and God answered their prayers. So important to us to remember to pray without ceasing. What does the Bible say in Luke chapter 18? Men ought always to what? Pray and not to faint. Are you praying for missionaries? Hmm. Are you praying for missionaries? I think about, I share this with the, the kids this morning in Sunday school or during the junior church time. I think about my hand. Number one, I think about my thumb. I think about those missionaries or those people closest to me. In my index finger, I think about those who are teaching and preaching God's word as they teach and preach God's word, that God's word will go forth. I remember one time that we went to a principal's school. We were passing out Bibles to every single um, high school student in the country of Fiji. And I sat in this principal's office and he said, no, you're not going to come. You're not going to pass out Bibles in our school. You're not going to present the gospel. And you know what? I believe people were praying because after several minutes and after a time, he said, okay, you can come. There was almost a thousand students there. And I remember that day being able to preach the gospel to them and be able to give them a copy of God's word. I'm so thankful for people that were preaching. Amen. Not only that, I think about my middle finger. It's the tallest finger. I think about how it's the tallest finger and it stands out above all the rest. You know, I think as Christians, we are lights in this world. Amen. And we are to stand out above all the rest. Why do we look different? Why do we talk different? Because we let our lights shine before men. And not only that, pray for missionaries as they let their light shine, but as they are leaders. They're leaders in their homes. They're leaders telling others about Christ. They're leaders in their Bible institutes, training and teaching others. And then I think about the fourth one. That little, we call it the ring finger, the ring finger. I think about how this is perhaps our weakest finger. You know what, Christians, we have to understand that Christian uh, missionaries get discouraged. And missionaries feel weak. And missionaries feel like quitting. I'll be honest, there's been times I felt like quitting. But then it was like God sends me a, a note from someone that says, Brother Dakey, we're praying for you. Missionaries can get also discouraged and also can get very lonely. But we know God's with us. Amen? But we know people are praying for us. Then I think about that last little pinky figure, and I think about 
how this is the smallest of all and it's the last one. You know, whenever we think about missions, our wishes and our goals and our desires should come last. Amen. Live in a world, it's all about me first and, and my will and my way and what I want to do. But it should all be about him. Amen. Philippians 1.21 says, For to me to live is Christ's, and to die is gain. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Let me give you a few things this morning. Uh, pray for the missionary by name. Pray for the missionary by name. You could just say, Dear Lord, bless all the missionaries in the world. Amen. Pray for them by name. That's why we put our names on there. Amen. And all the names of all the kids. Pray for them by name. Pray for the wife and the husband and the children. Pray for the husband and wife and their uh, their marriage. Pray that they'll grow closer to each other. You know, I'm not complaining when I say this, but there's times where I'm gone and my wife is at home. There's times that we're separated from each other. Uh, there's times that um, I know that uh, she is... Uh, working hard and we're, we're separated, but I know that we have to draw closer to each other. And oftentimes the devil wants to bring a wedge between the husband and the wife. Let me also say that we love to get mail. Sometimes it takes months to get there, but we like to get mail. My kids love to get mail as well. So pray for the missionary by name. And then let me say also pray regularly for them. You know, however you're going to do it, you're going to have a paper and you're going to have all the missionaries listed from your church or however. But pray regularly. And you're going to have a stack of all their prayer cards. Uh, We have a a binder and we put a hole through each one and we put all the missionaries and we just slip them through all the time. And our kids know their names. Our kids know where they're from. Our kids know where they're at. Many of those missionaries we've met. We know them by name. We remember where we met them at and what they were doing. So pray uh, for them regularly. You can do that whenever you eat or whatever it is. And also um, pray uh, for their walk with God. Let me say that's the most important one, if you will. Pray for their walk with God. You know, I have to be honest, whenever I uh, first became a missionary, I thought to myself, you know what, I know it all and, and I can handle this and, and I know what I'm doing. I graduated. Then I realized I don't know much at all. Amen. And I realized that I need God more today than ever before. What does it say in John chapter number 15 in verse number 4? It says, Abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. Then it says, it goes on, John chapter 15. And it says in verse number 5, For without me ye can do nothing. Pray for the missionaries to be spirit-filled. Amen? Not to be filled with the flesh. Not to be full of pride or or self-will or whatever it is. We have to die to self. We have to die to self. And missionaries have to understand that, that, yes, we battle the flesh too. Well, missionaries are sinners too. Amen? And we face spiritual warfare just like everyone does as well. You know, pray for uh, the missionary to walk with God daily. Pray that the missionaries will be uh, have spiritual growth uh, in their own lives, in the lives of their children. Let me say also, pray for their finances. 
Pray for their finances. You know, I told my wife a long time ago, I said, I'm just not going to worry about finances. I'm just going to give it to God. If God wants me to have it, then I'll have it. If he doesn't want me to have it, then I won't have it. And I've never gone without anything. I've never missed a meal or, or missed a payment for, for my rent or whatever it is. God has supplied my need. You know, we've been praying ever since we started the church uh, that God would give us a piece of property. I told my wife and I told the, the people as we met in our house and our living room, I said, we need to start praying for a piece of land. And so we started looking and we started praying. We were looking, but we didn't have any money. But we had God. Amen. So we're looking at pieces of property, and the guy goes, this is the price. I was like, whoo, man, this way back in the jungle type thing, it's way back this dirt road over the creek and all that. I thought, this ain't going to work. So we, we found a piece of property, a quarter acre. Now, that's not much, but we thought, this is what God wants us to have. He'll supply. We had to put $2,000 down on it and uh, to put a bid in it. That's what it was. You had to put a bid in it was a quarter acre. We didn't get it. I thought, man, Lord, I thought this is the piece of property you wanted for us. Well, on the other side of that hill was an entire acre. So I got an email from one of the men in the church. Uh, there's this lady that wants to sell us an acre of land for a quarter of what it's worth. I thought, man, alive, am I really reading what I'm reading? So I called him on the phone and me and the other men sat down with this lady and she said, is it okay with you if we lower the price by another $25,000? And it was already reduced. She said, can we lower it some more? Can you say that again, ma'am? Can you say that again? Did you really just say That's what I wanted to say. I didn't say that, but I'm like, really? We serve a great God. Amen. People called her on the phone and said, you are crazy for selling them that piece of property. You could get so much more for that piece of property. She said, I want this piece of property for God. Amen. It's like one of those moments like, wow. Oh, ye of little faith. Amen. Oh, ye of little faith. And God has supplied time after time after time after time. But we're so thankful for God's uh God's provision. Pray also for the missionary's health. Pray also for the missionary's health. Uh, my wife, of course, we're expecting number seven, but with this pregnancy, she's had um, the gestational diabetes, and she's had uh, a lot of back pain. And so I know I'm her pain, but she also has back pain as well. I'm the pain in her neck, and now she's the pain in her back, which is so she got lots of pain. So pray for my wife. Amen. My mom also came back from Fiji. Uh, beginning of February, because she was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, so she has a, a mass in her leg. Thank the Lord it has not um, spread to her vital organs. But, uh, you know, a lot of missionaries, they have to leave the field because of health reasons. So pray, if you would, for um, pray for the missionary's health. Uh, so very, very important. Pray for the field that they're in. Let me show you Second Corinthians chapter number 4. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. We're thankful for Fiji where it's a population of a million people. We have two groups of people. We have the Fijians who are native to Fiji. Uh, You know, they're the the people who are native to the country, the language, the culture, and all that. And then the British brought the Indians from India in uh, the 1800s. So we got half the population that are Methodists, 
their Christian background is what they call themselves. A lot of them, of course, they believe in good works can get you to heaven, trying to go to church, uh, trying to be good, uh, being involved with that. Then, of course, on the Indian side, you have the Hindus, uh, you have the Muslims, you have all those uh, Hare Krishnas. So a lot of uh, religion in Fiji. Most people in Fiji, if you give them a gospel track, if I take out a gospel track and I give it to them, they'll accept it. Uh, they'll take it. Many times they'll read it. We go door knocking. They'll invite us in. They'll let us present the gospel. Sometimes they feed us. Sometimes they give us something to drink. Uh, all those kind of things. But a lot of times they want to add, of course, the Lord Jesus to all the other beliefs. Uh, they want to add him to all their other gods, if you will. But the truth is, is we're thankful to be in a country where we can openly preach the gospel. I can stand on a street corner, especially on Saturday. That's market day, where we have open markets. I can stand on a street corner and just pass out thousands of them. Just pass out thousands of tracts, thousands of John and Romans. Uh, we have bus uh, stands. We have the bus stand right there. And so they're all just sitting there waiting for their bus to come. And so I can just walk along there. I can pass the track. I can witness to them. I can give them a John Romans. I can go to the hospital and I can go bed to bed. I can witness to people. Uh, I can go to the prisons. Uh, there's been times where we've been able to preach to uh, hundreds of men or sometimes just 50 men. Uh, you know, I get locked inside the cell with all these men and the guard locks the, the, the door behind me. It's just me and all of these men. But of course, the Lord is with us. So we're thankful for those opportunities. But the Bible says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3 and 4, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. If the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So pray for the country. Pray for people to be saved. Amen. Pray for the Christians that are there to be to be a witness. Help them to grow in their faith. Uh, help them to share their faith. Pray for doors to be open. And we understand that the small letter G, God of this world, have blinded the minds of them which believe not. But let me tell you that people are still being saved. Amen? There's this man named William in Fiji. He's a pilot. And uh, someone invited him and his wife to our church. And uh, we're thankful that they came. And uh, his wife uh, contacted my wife. Even after they came for a while, uh, my husband's at home. Uh, he's depressed. He's discouraged. Uh, can, can I, can your husband, me, go and visit him? So I went to go visit him. She said, I think he's going to hurt himself. I think he's going to commit suicide. So I'm thinking to myself, well, they didn't teach us about this in Bible college, right? What do you say when this man's about ready to commit suicide? So I went over there. I talked to him. And I was so thankful, of course, that he didn't take his life, but he's now a Christian. Uh, he now is faithful to church. Him and his wife were faithful. And two weeks ago, uh, we got the message that his mother, who's been Muslim her entire life, asked Jesus Christ to save her. Amen? He sat down with her and he said, you know what? I didn't know everything to say to her, but I told her that my life has been changed since I asked Jesus to save me. And he said, and I also told her, if Muhammad really was from God, he'd still be alive. He would have risen from the dead. And, of course, he was poisoned. He would have known about the poison. So she, before that, would never listen to the gospel plan of salvation. But that day she did. 
And so we're thankful that people are being saved. Amen. Pray for souls to be saved and lives to be uh, changed. Uh, let me say, uh, pray for wisdom for the missionary. Amen. Pray for wisdom for the missionary. Uh, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 29 and verse number 18, I think about this verse often. I'm sure you've heard it before. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, uh, the people perish. And the truth is today that we need to have a vision for the lost. Amen. We need to have a vision for the lost and dying of this world. I need God's wisdom about the property, about people, about training uh, the nationals uh, to carry on the work. And the truth is, is that uh, I need wisdom. James 1.5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that give it to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. Amen? I think about David Livingston, how God uh, used him to take the gospel message to the many villages and the many places all over Africa. I think about Fiji's got 300 islands. 100 islands are inhabited. Some, it's just got a village on that island. I think about all the different towns and places and houses around Fiji. We have a guy in our church named Jerome, and he surrendered his life to serve God. Well, he's a pilot. He can fly an airplane. William is a mechanic. And then Rob, the other guy, he's an electrical mechanic. So all we need is an airplane. Amen. Anybody got an airplane sitting out back your house or your garage? We just need an airplane to take uh, the gospel to the islands. Amen. But God, give us a vision. Give us a, a heart for the lost. Not to have the idea of us for it no more. For God is not one that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know, I think about Fiji's got the capital city of Suva. It's a, a population of over 300,000 people. Just a handful of Bible-believing, Bible-preaching churches. May God give us the wisdom. May God give us the vision. Let me encourage you this morning. Pray for missionaries. Look at Acts chapter 4 as we close up here. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. I remember years ago, it was probably 2014, uh, we were sleeping on a Saturday night. It always seems like something happens to us on a Saturday night. Our neighbors next door decided they're going to have a wild party till 3 o'clock in the morning. Or the guy next door decides he's going to work on his car till 4 in the morning. You know, all these things happen on Saturday night, right? But it was just one particular night, I don't know exactly what time it was, but my wife woke me up. Now, I'm a God-fearing person. I'm sleeping at 3 or 4 in the morning. Amen? That's what we should be doing. Amen? When I hit the bed, I'm done. I don't wake up. I mean, if the house is on fire, I, I don't know. I might go to glory. I just sleep. I'm gone. My poor wife, she has to put up with my uh, snoring during the middle of the night. Amen? This particular night, she woke me up and she said, someone's in the house. And uh, the Lord woke her up, I'm sure of it. But she said she thinks someone was looking in our doorway at us. And she yelled out and she said, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. And she thought that he was her oldest son. 
but it was a robber. It was a thief. It was an unwanted guest. Now, I'll let people come to my house, but not at 3 o'clock in the morning. Amen? So I got up and, by, I mean, I, I was kind of like dazed, kind of like, you know, where am I? What's going on? And by the time I got out there, he was gone. And most houses in Fiji are surrounded by uh, fence link, chain link fences. And also most houses have burglar bars on them, so you can't get in the windows. But that house did not have burglar bars, and the window he got in uh, was not completely locked. So he probably went around checking every window, found one he could get in, jumped in, and it was just a small little window like that. And he got in, he stole our internet router, but other than that, thankfully he didn't do anything else. Aren't you glad for God's protection? Aren't you glad that God is always watching over us? Amen? Just a few days ago, I almost had a terrible accident. The guy was flying down the road, and I didn't see him. And I looked down, I looked back up, and I, I stopped. We would have had a head-on collision. May not be here today. There's been multiple times that I know that God has watched over us. Please, please, please pray for missionaries. I think about Acts chapter number 4, the persecution of the early church. It says in verse 31, it says, And when they had prayed, when they had what? They prayed, and the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul, neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own, but they all had things common, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus And great grace was upon them all. I think about Acts chapter number 12, whenever Peter was in prison and the church was praying for them. It says in Acts 12 and verse number 5, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Look at verse 12. It says that when they had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together, what? Praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, the damsel came to hearken, named Rhoda. When she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said to her, Thou art mad. You're crazy, Rhoda. It's not Peter. He's in the jailhouse. What were they doing? They were praying. Amen. Let me ask you today, the early church, they faced opposition. They faced trials. Uh, they, they were thrown in jail. But did God answer their prayers? Did they pray? Did they pray and say, God, deliver us from, uh, from our persecution? They prayed for boldness. That wasn't their first priority. God, get us out of jail. Yes, God delivered Peter. But you know what? Sometimes it's good for us to go through difficult times. Because it makes us stronger. It makes us bolder. But it helps us to see we need God. Pray without ceasing. Amen? Never believe the lie that prayer is a waste of time. Never believe the lie, well, I don't have a a lot of money to give in the offering. And, and, And money is important. It's a tool. We thank God for all of our faithful supporting uh, churches and, and people who, who know that this is how their investment in eternity, this is an investment in the lives of souls. That could be me out there in that country who needs to hear the gospel. 
But more important than that is prayer. Amen? Let me encourage you. Make yourself that prayer list. Make yourself work at it regularly. Uh, Pray as a family. Uh, But understand that prayer is so very, very important. What does the Bible say in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 and verse number 58? You know, I'm a, I'm a person again who likes to quit, likes to give up. It says, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Prayer is not in vain in the Lord. And just like that day when Peter was delivered out of prison, rejoicing with gladness, when we get to see all the people that were saved because of the work of missions, that's a day of rejoicing and a day of gladness. Thank you.